I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, and I'm sitting here in a bit of a different setting. I must admit, it's the end of the day for me, and I've brought the gear with me to the office. Respect to uh, Tennis Australia, Tennis West, I have talked about how I have a tennis background much mixed in with an amateur footy playing career, coaching uh women's waffle football as well as amateur fo- uh, football as well. But, yep, I'm in the tennis offices today and uh, I'm sitting here alongside my co-host, uh, Mickey Dell. How are you, my friend? Robbie, how are you? And to our viewers, I am the big horse, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Here I am in sunny Bendigo. While it's not tennis west in Perth, it is still beautiful down here. How are you getting <laughs> on, that? Mate, I'm good. It's been, a, it's been a full-on day, but this is what this week is looking like. It's, it's round one week. So oh, we are bringing content wherever we must bring content from. So that is why we're in a bit of a different setting. So anybody who's watching us along on YouTube, welcome. If this is your first time, probably a really great episode to join in on. For any of our other followers and those listening along on our podcast, welcome along as well. We are going to do a rookie review before round one. Whew. A few R's mixed in there. I'm glad I got that out quite well. I have been practicing all afternoon. But yeah, rookie review. I think a lot of people, and I'm throwing it out to you, we're going to talk about some rookies themselves, as in first-year players, but also there's a lot of rookie price players mixed in this year as well based on players that might have been injured or didn't play last season, all those types of things. So we're going to go over them, review them, tell you what we know about them, and then obviously we need to sit back a little bit and see if they get picked. What's your thoughts this year on on rookies, mate? Are you are you going to try and fill your team with rookies who are definitely all playing in round one, or where's your mindset at? So I've fallen into that trap in the past where you look to which rookies are picked and you make sure they're in your side because you believe that, you know, they're picked round one, they're almost certain to be playing until, you know, they get injured or whatever else during the year. So uh, we'll bring up Rolton Roberts, for example. Many years ago, I had him in my forward line and, I believe he's still the only super coach player in history to average in the negatives. So 
<laughs> when we're talking about that, Relton Roberts, Swan Hill, Mildura lad, g'day if you're listening, mate. But when you're talking about that, it's not necessarily just any rookie that's playing round one you've got to have in your side. You've got to have an outlook for the whole season and how a team's structuring up. So that's what Rob and I are going to bring to you this evening. Yeah, remembering this isn't fantasy. This is super coach as well. So very much on around the prices don't change until their third game and those types of things. It's not fantasy where those players score every single time they go out on the field. So really important that we touch on that and as we'll push through. Now, one thing that we have talked about is I never steal or claim anybody's work as mine. So I'd love to give a shout out on Twitter to at It's a Rain Man. If you're not following him, go and follow him. The guy puts out some fantastic content. He loves to just throw out a bit of comments here and there as well. But he came up with a concept, which I really liked, and it wasn't one that I have thought about, is he's built a full team of rookies and then saying to everybody, well, once you start having question marks on them, once you're a bit unsure about them or the ones that you feel more confident in, start getting rid of them. And then all of a sudden you can start you build your team around them them who you're feeling good about rather than a lot of up and downwards movement just based on prices so i'm going to one give him that shout out and two we're going to work off that sort of base that he's gone with discuss what we know about them and then add in any players that he may have missed that we think everybody should know about um heading into round one yeah it's thursday unbelievable it's only what three sleeps Mate, for me, it's one because I don't think I'll be sleeping between now and then. So uh, I'm getting very excited and I think I keep looking at my Supercoach team too much. But look, let's dive in. We don't want to take too much of everybody's time with this. And I really enjoyed those top tens rapid fire episodes that we had. And if you haven't listened to them, I urge you. They're all under 20 minutes. Top 10 ranked must have, top 10 uh, must avoids. And then uh, we had our top 10 sleepers. So make sure you go back and have a listen to those. So, mate, we'll start with our defenders. Um, I'll go, we'll go quickly through them. So his first defender that he's got listed there is that, and they're sort of on price order. So 171.3, we've talked about him before and, and obviously a lot of these players we have, so I won't repeat myself there too much, but Ruben Gimby at West Coast, what's your thoughts on Ruben? Yep. Start up, pick him. He'll be playing every game barring injury or suspension. He looked really good during the practice matches running through the midfield and his disposal, he's clean with the ball, knows how to find it. We have done a shout-out to him in the past where we believe if it wasn't for Marcus Ashcroft, or Will Ashcroft, sorry, that's his dad, um, yep. he would win Rookie of the Year, but this guy looks a gun. So I, he'll play a lot. Yeah. Do, do you know how many times I've said Marcus Ashcroft? It's, uh, it's you and me showing my age, but yeah. it also shows how good of a player he was. And I think I think a lot more people will be saying Will Ashcroft for the next 10, 20, 30 years after. I think sure. he's going to be a, an even better player, and that's saying something. Yeah, Ruben Gimme's a lock for me. Throw away the key. He's, he's sitting in that sort of D5, D6 spot for sure. Um, and I think he's going to rack you up some points and rack you up some dollars. We move on to two Brisbane players. We'll put them together. So this is one of those rookie-priced players and uh, is Connor McKenna. So our, our esteemed tripod co-host uh, mixed him up with brother of Connor McGregor. But uh, there's Connor McKenna and then uh, Darcy Wilmont at 123.9. What's your thoughts on the two Lions, mate? Yeah, I'm picking Wilmot. I uh, watched him pretty closely at the end of last year, and his performances in the finals where he's picked for Brisbane um, make me believe that he's going to be an integral part of their um, game plan and their structures moving forward. Not so sure about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Conor McKenna. Yes. <laughs> now I've got the Justin syndrome. Yeah, he's embedded. Um, yeah, I just I, – I can't see him playing – 
a really good super coach friendly role with Brisbane, given the amount of run and carry they've got coming out of the back line and their uh, ball winners all over the ground. So uh, Wilmot playing on a wing, I think he will play and he will play a lot. Uh, as for McKenna, yeah, I don't have him in. Yeah, uh, total agreement. I don't think there's too much you and I are going to disagree on this one. I feel mm. like this isn't a, this is not a debate episode today. This is an absolute information session to everyone. So I'm not going to double up too much. Totally agree. McKenna's a watch this space and a, and a Wilmont is in for me. As we move on to uh, 123.9, been a lot of talk about this player. I think his ownership percentage started high, dropped off really quickly and is picked straight back up again after the preseason games. And that's um, Charlie Constable, who is also a DPP mid. Yeah, again, he looked really good alongside Ben Long in our Gold Coast backline. I won't go into it too much because we have in the past, but a, a proven ball winner even when he was at Geelong just didn't get much of a, a chance given the depth they have there. Uh, lackluster year last year, but really came on towards the back end of the year, played backline with them in their twos and really racked it up. And I expect him to take the next step and play a pretty good role with um, a pretty good super coach friendly role with Gold Coast this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's showing now he's scoring and his job security is at a, at a nice position enough for you to put him in there for round one. Uh, Campbell Chesser, West Coast, 123.9 as well. He does have the sort of little injury tag hanging over him at the moment. Where's he Where's he sitting with you? Yeah, he's still 50-50 for me. Um, there's, there's been a bit of a talk, a bit of talk about him in the preseason that they're going to try and roll with him, try and get games into him because he's pretty highly rated in Perth or with the West Coast Eagles. I watched that game with Adelaide and West Coast pretty closely and he looked a little bit out of his depth. So that's going to be right up until a last second call for me. If it was right now uh, with the side, with the way my side is at the moment, he's not in. Yeah, see, for me, I agree with everything you're saying, but for me, he's he's one of those who I feel confident he's going to play at some time and sometime soon. So therefore, he's probably one of those ones that I could risk just putting on my bench at the moment rather than just bringing in someone who I think's just got to call up for round one and where they're going to sit. So what's the news over one of those... with him? Like, do they believe that he's part of the long-term plan with West Coast? I think, yeah, oh, absolutely. You don't put, you don't pick a draft pick in that area and, and where he's going to sit. So I think he's definitely in their plans. I think the interesting thing comes down to, do they win or lose the first few of their games? And therefore, what are the decisions you make? Look, they've got some older bodies in that team. Um, where they think they can still be successful. I don't think they can, mm. and I think there are a couple of injuries away from having an absolute diabolical season where you just yeah. go, bugger it, we've really got to rebuild and, and readjust our, our assessment of this list. I think they made a massive assessment of their list wrong uh, a couple of years ago, and it's probably put them in the place that they are now, and that's that's just my opinion. But um, I think on paper they look great. I think I've said it to you before. They're, they're sometimes trapped in that we've got all the names still from our 2018 premiership side, so it makes mm-hmm. the side look better than it actually is. But yeah. we'll see. I, I think if they have everybody fit, which is a massive what if and a massive if, you know, soft tissue injuries, once they pop up, you know all about them, mate. So once they pop yeah. up, they don't, they don't go away. So no. I can't see them staying fit all year. If they do, I think it's a reasonable team. But no, nah, I think he comes in and I think he comes in as soon as he's fit and ready to go. Good. Um, Young at Richmond has been a, a late call-up and, and it looks like he's going to have a round one debut. Um, so he's definitely someone that's probably going to see in the list named uh, on Wednesday. Um, what do you know and, and where does he sit with you? Yeah, I didn't know too much until uh, a friend of ours, Damien Carroll on Twitter, uh, brought him up and said, have a look at this guy. He's going to debut for Richmond. I'm like, okay, let's let's have a look. And went back and watched his highlights package and watched him a bit in game and 
he looks good. Like six foot three, six foot four, Backman, maybe a little bit taller. Um, looks quite poised with the ball. And I think I think he could very well carve out a role in the Richmond back six with the way he looks. So at 102K, you can't go wrong. Yeah, 102K, it's if you're playing a couple of games, you're sitting in that side and uh, and you hope you get a little bit of cash early. Yeah, and you Gallon needs to average 60 for the first three games and he makes you $120,000, $130,000. Hmm. Cha-ching. Exactly. It's exactly what you want. So speaking, good good segue, Mickey Dell. You must have a little bit of an idea of what my possible list is. Uh, speaking of Damien Carroll, loves his Carlton. And I've got two Carlton boys, one being Sincotta and the other one being Cowan. Um, now, we know announced today, or I should say Monday, this will probably drop on Tuesday, Cowan and Hollands have both been told that they will be playing their debut, which means Sincotta will not be getting picked, or he would have been on the phone call, I would assume, as well, unless it's a late kind of change. So where does that sit for you in regards to Cowan and, and Sincotta at Carlton? Yeah, so with with Hollands, he looks good, and I believe he'll be not a bad point scorer. I just can't get him in at the moment with the way my team's structured. Uh, I've got Cowan sitting in my back line, and I'll still hold on to Sincotta. Given that he's the two's best and fairest winner from last year, they've obviously brought him up on the senior list, gave him a taste of senior footy in the preseason, and did pretty well. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before he does get a game, and whether that that is a specific injury or whether that's um, form related with some players that are already in the senior side. But yeah, going forward, I see Sincotta or Chincotta for the Europeans out there. Um, he'll come into the side. Yeah, I, I think he could become one of those tactical subtype players. But as you said, at 102,000 as well, he's only got to play That's right. um, and get some reasonable scores here and there. And I, it'd be intriguing to see how this tactical sub is used and when they come in. I think it's very different to a emergency sub or a concussion sub or mm. whatever they're doing. So it'd be interesting when they use them and how much they kind of start to average with their gameplay. Good, we move on. Wait, actually, no, we don't. Do you have any other defenders that we should be looking at? Who, Anyone else on your list, mate? I don't think so, no. No, I think you've, you've yeah. ticked off all of them. Well, big big shout-out to at It's a Rayman. That was his list. But, yeah, most of them are all on my list as well. And, yeah, I don't, don't think there's anyone missing there. So we move on to the midfielders. I think this is an easy one. We'll start with these two because we've already talked about one of them, which is Will Ashcroft at 202,000. And the other one is Cam McKenzie at Hawthorne at 180.36. Where do the two of them sit for you, my friend? Both in. Both in. Watch them both. They're both, to me, look like 200, 250-game senior footballers at their prospective clubs. Both look really good with ball in hand. Both use the ball well. Both pretty good super coach friendly roles and cheap. You know, you, you could compare Ashcroft to, like, a Tanner Brune. Like, they do pretty much the same thing. They're, they're both We're- where are they sitting for you? For me, I'm taking a bit more of a chance on them now. So I've I've posted many a time now on on Twitter at Rob K underscore FS for fantasy sport. Um, then I'm now I don't feel enough people are putting enough money into their back line. So I've gone three primos in my back line and moved and moved um, Yo to D four, which I think in a way is a pod type move for me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I've moved Ashcroft and McKenzie are actually in that M six M seven. And then I'm looking who that M8 might be. It might be an Oscar Baker who will sort of get there in a little bit. But someone like that who I still have confidence will will score reasonably for me. Where do they sit for you? Are they 7-8 or are they up the scale a little they, bit? They are 7-8 and eight for me, yeah. Yeah. So And look, I, I think most people will do that. I've had to sort of just put a bit of money somewhere else and not, I've decided to put it in my back line and still my forward line. So therefore, I've had to take a little bit more risk in my uh, 
in my mids. We move on. So he's got McLean next at 178.9. We know that he's a forward and most people are there. We know he was one of the highest percentage owned until the, the pesky, pesky preseason came along for people to start panicking. Do many, many uh, onomatopoeia type things today. But uh, yeah, where, where's McLean sitting for you now, mate? Yeah, he's in. Yeah, uh, don't panic with preseason stuff. He's played, what, over 100 senior games. He's been up in their best and fairest previously. He knows how to score points. It's it's a preseason game. Some people go bullet a gate, like Errol Goulden, as we've spoken about earlier. He'll never score that high again, and quite comfortable in saying that. But with uh, Toby McLean, he scored 30. Yeah, he had a lot of time on ground, but I went back and watched that again. I've had a lot of spare time on my hands, ladies and gentlemen. He was just looking to get through the game. Like, he did, he did nothing flashy. He was sort of dancing around packs, a little bit scared to get his hands dirty. But in practice matches, why do you need to? Like, if, if his direction was just to get through the game unscathed and you pick round one, why would you put your nose over the pill when you know you're going to get smashed? So he's still in. Yeah, it's a money issue for me now. Now it's become, you know, we'll do a team reveal closer to round one, but it's a money issue for me. But if I had the cash, he, he'd be sitting, probably sitting on my bench at the moment, but I, I would love to have him in. Um, we move on. We'll go. We'll put the two St Kilda guys together. So you got Filippo and uh, Bytel. Now you've talked about Bytel as a bit of a, a little sleepy, a little smoky. Mm. Um, the two of them, they're both quite high price. So you got one sixty six point eight and one fifty eight. I saw a I saw a uh, post today of St Kilda's injury list. It is huge. They're both. Um, so do you expect them both to play? And where do you have them? Are they in your team? Uh, no, they're not in my team. But I expect that they're both going to play. Yes. The St Kilda's injury list is, what, already 10, 12 deep? And when you're talking about a list that's, you know, you've got 42 or 44 plus rookies on your list, that means St Kilda have only got the best part of 30 players to choose from from round one. So, you know, if they're, if they're half decent or they've got the runs on the board, i.e. Bytel playing well in that practice match, uh, they'll be straight in. And Filippo, he's, he's very, very highly regarded. You've heard Ross Lyon talk about him previously. He'll play as many games as he can He can manage this year. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Beautiful. So the other one we did just mention him before is, is Hollands, who we know is getting a debut at that 162. So I expect to see his percentage rise. Absolutely. I'm going to ask the question to you then because I feel this will be a question that people will have to come towards. When you look at a Filippo who's got a quite high percentage and he's at that 166 and then now people have realised this Hollands is going to get picked at 162. I could see people only being able to do the sideways move and maybe picking one of them. Who are you taking out of Hollands and Filippo? 
Philippo every day of the week. There you go. You've heard it here first from Mickey Dell. He's the yeah. stat man. I back him. I back him in 100%. So there you go. So don't do a panic round one um, I have heard good things about Holland, as you said. If you've got the money, go for it. But uh, you heard it here first. Grab uh, grab Filippo over Holland's. So these two, I think, these two are a lock in my side. One is on the field at the moment and one is on the bench. I kind of maybe gave one away, but I'm intrigued to see if you had to bench one and play one, who would it be? Is Phillips and Baker. So Phillips at the 158.3 and Baker now at the role at the Western Bulldogs at 123.9. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing Baker and I'm benching Phillips if I had to choose. Baker's role looks so super coach-friendly with the Western Bulldogs playing out on a wing. Played really well in that practice match. And we spoke mm-hmm. earlier in this podcast about some people just playing through a practice match in order to get through a practice match and some people that need to prove a point in order to play round one. Oscar Baker, obviously coming in from Melbourne, has to prove a point, wants to be in the round one side and did his chances no harm. So, and... Another podcast we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, he was mic'd up during training. You don't mic people up at training if they're going to be a twos player. So for me, you lock him away. He's my M8 at the moment. He'll play. Beautiful. And the only other one, do are, are both of them in your team? Phillips isn't, no. Was that? I've got Phillips on my bench. I still mm-hmm. rate his role that he's going to play. Yeah, money. Money. For yeah, me, okay. it was between yep. Cam McKenzie and Phillips. Yep. And I oh. see McKenzie. Every day of the week. Yep. Every day of the week. Yep. Yeah. I think McKenzie's shown way too much promise. So if it comes down to that, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one more here that I'll mention, and then I'll open it up to you if anything we've forgotten, is um, Alwyn Davey. Is it Alwyn? Alwyn? Yes. Yeah, Alwyn Davey Jr. Um, obviously, can be a forward DPP. He's sitting on my forward bench at the moment, especially at that 117. It's just too great. Where, do, where does he sit for you, mate, being a Bombers oh. man yourself? Yeah, he's, he's in my team. So I've, I've tossed up between Ridley, Davey, and Setterfield. For me, they're the only three Essendon players you look at picking this year. Like, I think Nick Martin's going to have a great year, but super coach-wise, I just don't know whether he's going to peak out. Uh, Davey, for sure. Like, he may only average a 60, 65 each week. But with him, uh, Tip and Woody, Menzi, they're your three pests that Essendon are going to be rolling with in their forward line, alongside Phillips, uh, Stringer, uh, Wright, Wiedemann, the big. So, like with Stringer being that third tall and with your mosquito fleet, so to speak, I think that the forward pressure, the tackles and the goals is where he's going to score most of his points. But he showed an ability in the practice match, as windy as what it was against St Kilda, to be able to push up the ground and use the ball well. So you mentioned three Bombers players there. So I got given a friendly sledge on uh, Twitter, which I encourage. Actually, yeah, no, I did. It was on Twitter. Um, I've got Zach Merritt at the moment sitting in my M2. Yeah. Um, I think he's just a consistent performer. So you're not a fan. You've named three others. You didn't mention your your new captain of all players. Yeah. You don't think he's super coach worthy uh, he or is, relevant? He is to a degree, but other people around his price range will score better. Okay. Okay. I've been told that I should downgrade price-wise to a, a Josh Kelly, and uh, and enjoy the ride is what I've been told, and I, I don't think it's a bad shout. So we'll see how I go. Yeah, just as see long as Josh Kelly's hamstring stay intact. Mate, I feel I feel tight just thinking about it. Yeah. But, uh, we move on, mate. Are we missing any mids, mate? Are we missing any any other you want to add to the list? No, I don't think so. I think you've you've ticked off on most of what I had here as well. So yeah, pretty right to move on. 
So the three rucks are pretty straightforward. I'm just going to throw them all out there and see where your thoughts are on all three. We're not going to play marry, date, and sleep with. We're um, marry, date, or shoot, or whatever it is. It's been a long time since I played that game. Yes. But uh, we've got three here for you, mate. Asava Radigalia, uh, Mick Andrews, and we know the, the greatest loophole possible player of all time, unless somehow he gets named in, uh, in Madden. Where do, where do the three sit for you, my friend? Madden sitting R3. I did a bit of research on McAndrew because people are like, you've got to pick him, you've got to pick him. I'm going to give you first crack at guessing. Guess what he averaged in the VFL last year? I'm going to say he averaged 42. 29. Wow. Why would you put someone in an R3 that's going to average 29 that's going to wreck your, your loophole? You just you don't know. My, I, I think isn't I mean Laddams is back anyway, isn't he? Laddams like is this back. was only this was only the hype. This was only hype because yep. two players were out. Hickey was out, Laddams was out, and he's a chance to play. So you try and grab some cash. I think Ivan said to you myself. I said, mate, Laddams might be only out for one, but he looks like he's already back. So yeah, I'm spot on. You you, you take Adam. Uh, you take Madden every day of the week. Absolutely, and just play the loophole role. That's for sure. Cool. Yeah. And Radigalia, where where's your thoughts there, mate? Yeah, he's a, he's a watch for me. Um, it all depends on Hawkins, believe it or not, with that team. Mm, no, 100%. If, if Hawkins is out three or four weeks and they played to Coning Ford, then Radicalia is going to be that floating backman that's going to take the intercept possessions, the intercept marks, that sort of jazz. If we're looking at Hawkins and Cameron being back earlier and Radicalia being relegated to a third tall in the forward line, or mm. just a ruckman, you know, running through, giving a chop out to Stanley or um, whoever else is rucking for them. The point scoring is not going to be great. So when you're looking at 178k for Asava, and you're looking at money that you could spend elsewhere, and like a McKenzie or uh, who else have we got there, the North Melbourne bloke, Sheasel, Sheasel. You know, we'll get there. Let's not let's not ruin the uh, the rookie know, list of the boys. But you're spot on. Yeah, and you mean Menzi, Menzi, not McKenzie, Menzi. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, now you're spot on. Uh, just be aware, and mate, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the main reason he might actually go back though isn't Henry injured? Isn't that why he's possibly going back? He I is. think Henry's out for a while. Yeah, he looks pretty locked for that back line. I think you're right in what you're saying about the Hawkins factor. Um, so I, I think for people out there, if they are looking to do the quick in, quick out, he's a, he's a good little mix. And I know a lot of people are starting to do the, I need him for backup. And it's one that I had him locked in since day one to be that backup. But I've had to just look at cash now and go, you know what? I've got to run the risk. And if my ruck gets injured, I've got, uh, I've got trades and money up my sleeve this year. So it's a different super coach. It's a very different super coach. So all good. Um, we move into the forwards. So let's start with him. We kicked him off. He's the most expensive one there. Uh, Sheasel at 198.3K. Nothing but good things to say about this man. Where, where does he – I mean, surely he's a lock in your team. Yes, he is. Went back, watched some film. Just his clean ball use and very super coach-friendly role. So he started forward, kicked a couple of goals, went back, used the ball well, running out of defense. He'll be, he'll be quite a good point scorer this year. So for me, I'll be looking to hold on to him until the buy rounds and then hopefully upgrade into a primo. Yeah, I reckon he's moving both ends of the ground. I think Clarko mm-hmm. move him everywhere, and I think he's I think he's shown a lot of class, a lot of class very early on. This is an interesting one. So Ben King, um, obviously back from injury, so he's priced at 
Uh, a lot of people just doing that. You know, he's going to play. Let's get some cash, similar to an Oscar Allen. And let's let's throw these three in together. So you got Ben King, uh, Josh Bruce, and Oscar Allen. Where do those sort of three sit? Is it a money thing? If you've got the money, would you put them in? Mm-hmm. Or, or what's your thoughts around that kind of play and, and strategy? So no, no, and no. Josh Bruce, he'll be a lockdown back. Liam Jones will play that super coach friendly role. Oscar Allen, he'll be asked to do too much. He'll be thrown around everywhere at West Coast, especially if Nat Nui's no good. And Ben King, you just don't pick key forwards. Gold Coast, we've all seen in the middle of winter, it gets humid, it gets really wet up there. The ball's that slippery. He might go for 100 one day and then 20 the next. So if you're willing to go that roller coaster to make that sort of money, go right ahead. But you heard it here first, don't pick good or well, your, your key forwards because, yeah, they might be good and they might kick five, but they might only have five touches for the game. They still might only end up with 70 super coach points. So, yeah, just- I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on picking players who I know pretty much 100% I'm going to drop them or I don't really want them in my side because you never know what happens injury-wise and things like that where you just then you get stuck and all of a sudden you get stuck with somebody who's not making the cash that they could have and they peak out and then before you know it, their break-even is above what they're scoring and they actually start losing cash. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd steer clear. I think there's an option there. If somebody really wants to go to play, I don't mind it, but I wouldn't stack your team with too many of those. Yeah. I'm just picking them because I know they play. So I'll, I'll put um, it just before you do yeah, go. this topic. Ben King, you could spend 70K more and get Sam Flanders. Yeah, yeah, then, it's a great shout. Uh, who's the other one? You've got uh, Ben King. Who are the, Oscar Allen. There's Jameson, I believe, at 260K, and he's going to play Ruck a lot, especially if Nat Nui goes down. And then Josh Bruce at 160K. You spend an extra 50K, and you've got Liam Jones, who's going to play that really super coach-friendly role. So, yeah, be smart with your money. Yep. No, good shout. Good shout. We we drive on. Um Peddler at Adelaide, 173.4. What's the what's the word? Haven't heard much. At 173k, you'd want to hear a lot of buzz. Uh and just haven't. So while I do believe he's going to play and he, he is built fairly well. I had a, a bit of look at tape uh from the practice match. And he, he is a solidly built lad, but super coach wise. He might score you 60 or 70 points per week, which, again, it'll, it'll make you some money. But when we're talking about uh, money better spent elsewhere, uh, you can definitely do better. Yeah, perfect. Um, one of your boys, we, we touched on him really briefly before, is uh, Menzies, or Menzi from Essendon. Where, you know, he's higher price at that 154. All I've heard is the word tackles, tackles, tackles. Um, I'm assuming that's what he does. He's part of the Mosquito fleet, so it'll be him. Tip and Woody and Davey, that'll be the, the forward pressure at Essendon. As a supporter, I'm really excited to see it. From a super coach point of view, it's just so hit and miss because of the way that forward lines structure up and their their areas that they're going to cover. They might not see the ball for a quarter, a quarter and a half, so they might score 40 points in the first quarter, still be on 40 points in the third quarter. So, again, if you're willing to ride that wave with small forwards like that, go nuts. I am a fan of him as a football supporter, but from a super coach point of view, again, money well spent elsewhere. Again, spend 30K extra and get Sheasel. Yeah, no, nah, fair point. 
Um, Fergus Green, we know he's one of your country lads who yes. uh, have a lot of time for and praise a lot. His owner, ownership percentages have gone right up, I think, with some of the injuries that Hawthorne have to like the likes of Mitch Lewis, who'll be out for a while. I think it's pretty clear this guy's going to play. Um, and I think he'll score a right. So he's, yeah. he's sitting on my bench at the moment, but a lot of people even have him sitting in that um, F6 spot at the moment. Where's where's he sitting on your team? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's sitting on my bench as well. Um, something that I guess makes me happy and as well as yourself is we gave him a shout-out in January when we first started um, covering AFL Supercoach, saying that this is a bloke that you need to watch and that he will play games for Hawthorne this year. And sure enough, he'll be playing round one and... You know what, if he plays well, he could be playing all year. He might not be a massive super coach scorer, but he'll be that slow burn. He will make you money and you will be able to, you know, 150, 200K out of him. And then you move on from him, hopefully into a primo. Beautiful. And I'm going to finish up with two Frio players to finish, one being Sam Sturt and the other one being uh, Liam Henry. Now, I've said a lot about Liam Henry for anyone who's listening along. Liam Henry's at that 200K and pushing up to that wing. From everything I've heard, there's rumours that one of the coaches possibly came out and said Ethan Hughes might – is it Ethan Hughes? Ethan Hughes might take that wing. Right. Um, but I'm thinking – I'm still liking where Liam Henry sits um, in a good spot. From what I'm hearing about Sturt, though, Sturt is not in their best 22. If everyone right. is fit, he's not in their best 22 and will be fighting for a position every single week. For me, that's not enough job security. Mm. Um, to take that chance. So I wouldn't panic and just pop him in just because he pop, might play round one. Um, yeah, for me, I'm hearing he's in their, he's in their squad and, and always a guy that will get a look in. But uh, for me, I'm not hearing that he's in their, in their best 22. Where do the two Dockers line up for you, mate? Yep, same as you. They're, they're not in my side. I'll, I'll ask you about two other Dockers players, given that you may have some inside information for our viewers at home that are listening and hopefully have liked and subscribed to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnson, is there any chance that he'll play? And also, how far off's Wagner? Yeah, so, mate, they're, they're very similar answers to Sturt from what I know. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked if they get named somewhere. I don't think Wagner's ready to go just yet. Again, I don't think either one of them is in their best 22. We're talking about a team that I don't think gets enough credit for really tightly being in a, in a premiership window here. Peter Sumich over here started uh, possibly doing a write-up. I, think, I know he's been signed up to do a write-up at the West Australian. He's already come out and said, I think Treacy and a miss should be their, their key forwards ahead of Tabernacle. And I, I get what he's trying to say in the way of going, you know, put all your eggs in one basket to these young boys, give them the games, get them ready and win that premiership in the next few years. Tepenau's probably, I, I think he's still underrated. Yeah, <laughs> the he guy does. was averaging over two goals a game when he was fit. I think you've got to have Tabernau in that side as the focal point and then put the others around. Now, <laughs> if Treacy or Amiss are ready to go, one of them gets the pick. And as I said, if they can get games, great. But to me... Johnson, they like him and rate him from everything that I've heard, but that's a tough side to get into right now. But I think he'll crack a game at some point, and I think Wagner might be the might be the same. But I don't know how consistently they hold their spot. But uh, from everything I hear, Johnson is the one they really really rate. It's just where and when does he get a game, and does he hold his spot in what's a uh, a tough team to get a game this year? Yeah, for sure. And just uh, two more that I'll shout out to that people perhaps are looking at. Um, Orazio Fantasia from Port Adelaide. G'day, BT, if you're listening in, mate. Don't touch him, his hamstrings. Uh, yeah, they're cooked. He'll play two good games and then he'll go missing, so don't pick him. And 
one that not many people bought up and he's still at 0% ownership, Brent Daniels from GWS. So he's at 193K, did some research. He got up around 400K in value a couple of years ago. He was out all year last year. He appears a certain starter for GWS round one. For me, it's a watch this space and could be a downgrade target. If he's averaging your 80, 85 through, through the first couple of rounds, which I anticipate he could do, he's that small high half forward. He'll play... We've, we've spoken previously about that high half forward playing as an extra on baller. If he plays that role, he could nearly make his way in the side. Mickey Dell, he knows how to attract some comments. It's another, we've, we had a little bit of a oh, Ruben Gimby possibly winning the uh, rising star coming through. Mate, if Daniels is averaging 80 to 85, I'll, uh, I'll eat my hat. But uh, it's not a bad shout. He has shown that potential before. So it's a, it's a really good shout out for people to go and have a look. Mate, absolute pleasure. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot. I think people get enough there. I was going to ask you who are your five must-have rookies, but I think people have got enough information from that sure. one to really work it out. Yeah. It's very clear. The shorter we were on the answers, the more they lock them away. Um, but, again, a big shout-out. I think I said it's a Rayman. It's actually it's the Rayman. So at it's the Rayman. Go and follow him on on Twitter. We thank him for this list and this idea. Um I think it's a really good idea. I've, I think I encourage people to go and have a look at this list, write it down, start to have a look at the round ones, but don't panic as you uh, as you come to round one. Mickey Dell, before I sign off, do you have any any final words for everybody as this is the final countdown? Yeah, don't panic. You know, get your eggs in a, in a row. Don't just go on pre-season form. Go back, have a look, you know, at our Pride podcast. We've thrown out some stats. We've thrown out some numbers. Uh, we'll be we'll be going live or um, coming up with a couple more episodes before round one, so please tune in. We're going to give our teams out, so we're not hiding behind any smoke and mirrors. We're going to be out for the public to see, so you can see that the information that we're giving out to everyone is there and readily available for everyone to uh, to read, uh, copy, do what you will with it. Guys, we're going to bring absolutely non-stop content between now and round one, and that is obviously going to continue on within the season. Make sure you click subscribe. Uh, fantastic producer will probably put a button there or just make me look really stupid as I point down towards nothing. But uh, they do a great job. But, guys, don't panic. Build your teams. Enjoy your super coach. Join along. We're going to give you as many team reveals and strategies and ideas as you could possibly have before we get to that round one component. Guys, thanks again. Mickey Dell, appreciate your time. No doubt we'll be seeing you in the studio soon. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.